Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. Judge Katanji Brown Jackson was confirmed as the newest member of the United States Supreme Court. Now that the contentious hearing is over, maybe she'll be able to keep her head down and avoid excess public scrutiny. Take Brett Kavanaugh, for example. He's keeping such a low profile that the only time he gets laid is when he sticks his cock in a beer bottle. <laughs> <laughs> An article in the San Francisco Chronicle said that California's senior Senator Dianne Feinstein was not mentally capable of performing her duties as senator. The senator herself responded to the article on a phone call with the Chronicle, saying that she was perfectly capable of executing her duties. At least she thought she was on the phone. She was actually talking into her stapler. (laughs) (laughs) Math textbooks are being rejected by some school districts in Florida because critics say... They hint at critical race theory. 
Rejecting math makes sense as these are the same people who think Donald Trump won, even though he got fewer popular <laughs> and electoral votes than Joe Biden. <laughs> Kentucky has become the first state to ban abortions outright. We have to say at the time of recording that an emergency injunction is being considered. Nevertheless, this ban is distressing to people like me who believe in women's access to health care, no government interference in one's health care decisions, and not having babies screaming on airplanes. <laughs> Personally, I'd be in favor of Roe versus Wade being overturned if airlines would follow Amtrak's example and have a quiet car on the plane. <laughs> According to government estimates, more people are now returning to Ukraine than leaving it. With the continued onslaught by Russia, Ukraine now has its own identity. For example, France is the place you want to go when you want to visit art museums. Germany is the place you want to go when you want to drive fast on the Autobahn. And Ukraine is now the place you want to go when you want to visit the European country equivalent of a fetish BDSM club. God. Oh. Russia has sanctioned Maryland Congressman Andy Harris. To give credit to Andy Harris, he did speak out against Russia because his parents fled the area years ago. And it is nice to see him get recognized for being against a dictatorship and a totalitarian regime that didn't originate in this country. <laughs> like a lot of refugees, I too grew up in a war zone. Yeah. Some of my neighbors still think the Confederacy can win the Civil War. <laughs> a video of passengers on an airplane mid-flight singing Christian church hymns has gone viral. Where is someone jumping up and yelling Allahu Akbar when you really need it? <laughs> Will Smith has been banned from attending the Oscars for 10 years. If he wanted a lesser punishment, then he should have done something that wouldn't get people outraged, like post-COVID misinformation on Twitter, storm the Capitol, or masturbate in front of his female colleagues. <laughs> Former 80s teen singer Debbie Gibson is doing a concert that is sponsored by AARP. At her age, she doesn't so much shake her love as she does jiggle it. Oh, oh, oh. And now on with the show. <laughs> Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, and Devine Kerr. Hey, hey, Tom. Hey, everyone. Hello, uh, hello. Welcome back, everyone. How is everyone doing? Well, Tom, I saw a fantastic video today. And folks, once you finish listening to this podcast, look up on the, all the socials a Michigan state senator named Mallory McCaro, who spoke after a fellow state senator used her for fundraising purposes in a hateful, awful manner. And Macaro called out her BS and called out her lies. And it was a great speech. It's only four minutes and it's worth your time. So instead of me talking about myself, I want to talk about Michigan State Senator Mallory Macaro and recommend this to you. Very nice. Yeah. I'm wondering if, if that's the same video or no, I was thinking about the one in Missouri where a, uh, or a gay legislator just outright spoke out against uh, this one anti LGBT bill that was being proposed in the uh, legislature in Missouri. So right. 
That was, I mean, you know, right. yeah, people are starting to fight back against this stuff. That's what I like. And he did, the guy in ten, the guy in Missouri did that right to the face of one of his colleagues who was insulting uh, the LGBTQ community in uh, in general, and he was standing right there. Yeah, and, and it was a great response. Michelle, how about yourself? Well, geez, I was going to say I, I was going to say what I was watching on Netflix, but that is certainly not going to be on the same level as what Jeff was uh, was talking about. So, uh, all right, moving on then. Uh, there you go. I'm I'm a true crime freak, so I just I just finished. Um, actually, I think it was on Hulu. Um, The Dropout. Yes. Oh my God. I, I, <laughs> I just, I read the magazine article when it was out. Then I read the book, bad blood and am watching boy that it just, it blows me away. Like between that and inventing Anna, how did all these women get all this money? You know, when, when honestly, I have a friend who has, who has a child with uh spina bifida and it's like pulling teeth to get, you know, money to help to help with this kid. And and these people are just getting, oh, sure, let's, oh, I can't let you see it because I can't let you see what you're putting a cabillion dollars into because, you know, trade secrets and stuff. Now, I know she's going to go to prison and stuff, but still, you know, it just, I don't get it. So that's, that's my mind boggle of the week. If you're going to prison, you might as well have fun, you know, in the process. <laughs> Devine, how about yourself? Yeah, Michelle, that's because they're not basic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. But uh, on my end, you know, when that guy was singing on the plane his Christian music and he was like, that's our holiday. We're taking it over because it's Easter. I'm like, dude, it's also Passover, Ramadan, Cambodian, Laotian, and Thai New Year the same week. All right. <laughs> that's what I think we should do. We should just all take over various flights and just sing various... Laotian New Year hymns. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just signed the news today that the Mormon temple in DC can be toured for the first time in 50 years. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to take the kids there and pretend it's Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Ron DeSantis is currently attacking the, the current Disney World district or whatever it's in, I mean, the yeah. Mormon temple might be more family friendly now. <laughs> Since the election of Barack Obama as president of the United States, the Republican Party has been in complete reactionary mode, objecting to any signs of progress. There is no logic or reason to these objections. It's like when a deer gets shot while running away from a hunter. Because the muscles are still moving, it doesn't yet register that the body is dead. The muscles keep moving and the deer keeps running, even though the brain knows the body is clinically dead much like the lengthy metaphors I use on this show. <laughs> of course, it doesn't help that the Republican Party is led by Kevin McCarthy, who sounds like he's trying to cover up the fact that he has never farted in his entire life. <laughs> Joining us tonight to discuss all sorts of Republican Tom fuckery, please welcome to the show, Walter Gottlieb. Thank you, thank you, everybody. It's good to see you all. I don't really well, want to talk. Do, do I have to talk about the Republicans? <laughs> <laughs> Can 
<laughs> Can I Why just else do we have you on this show? He just <laughs> ate, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's dinner time. Can I go back to some of the things you talked about before? Is that allowed? Sure. <laughs> so I am the guy they always put next to the baby on the screaming plane. It's almost like <laughs> when I pull up the seating chart, the only available seat is next to a baby icon. And, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of, you know, I like quiet, but I'm loud. I got a loud voice. And, you know, on Amtrak, the quiet car has a sign with a photo of me with a red line through it. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed in the quiet car, you guys. Um, I love inventing Anna Devine. Like that was so good. Yeah, it was such a great show. And, and I was thinking it'd be be cool if Anna Delvey in her new life in her next life narrated children's books. <laughs> I don't like, know, but I'm raising money to raise for the Davine Car Foundation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the 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 books would be like the itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Or, <laughs> those sneeches on beaches are all basic bitches. I don't just, have time for this, Walter. I don't, I don't have, have time. <laughs> I don't You're have a time. drama queen, Davine Carroll. That's all you... <laughs> Where were you guys I, when I was watching that? That would have been so much more fun to watch <laughs> it with you, you know, I, was, the, I was obsessed with that show. The fucking... The Republicans, you know. I, I just <laughs> love how they call us... <laughs> How they call us snowflakes and yet they're super sensitive and you disagree with anything Trump says and you're out on your ear. They they talk about cancel culture, but they have the ultimate cancel culture. It's just it's it's really it's really maddening. So that's my take on that. They're slushy. The autopilot tendencies of the Republican Party result in curiously unexplainable votes on the floor of Congress, as is demonstrated in this clip. Passing bills to name federal buildings is the least controversial thing Congress can do. Until now. Florida's Republican senators introduced a bill to name a Tallahassee federal courthouse after Judge Joseph Woodrow Hatchett, the first African-American Florida state Supreme Court justice who then became a federal judge. And that bill passed the Senate unanimously in December as these things usually do. The bill was on its way to pass the House unanimously in a fast-track procedure that required a two-thirds majority vote. The vote was going as expected until Georgia Republican Congressman Andrew Clyde began furiously trying to turn Republicans against the bill. Andrew Clyde called the January 6th attack on the Capitol, quote, a normal tourist visit. So that's who he <laughs> and. He took issue with a 1999 opinion written by Judge Hatchett when he was on the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals. The opinion overturned a local school policy in Jacksonville, Florida, that attempted to circumvent the Supreme Court's ban on school-sponsored prayer. Judge Hatchett, who died last year, was the first African-American to serve on the Federal Appeals Court in the Deep South. After graduating from Howard University School of Law, Judge Hatchett took the Florida bar exam in 1960, and he was not allowed to book a hotel room in the Miami hotel where that bar exam was then given because it was a segregated hotel. Congressman Andrew Clyde got Republicans to change their votes while the vote was underway on the House floor 
Two minutes and 30 seconds into the vote, 125 Republicans had voted for the bill. And by the end of the vote, only 19 Republicans voted uh. for the bill. The bill failed to meet the two-thirds threshold. The House Republican sponsor of the bill voted against the bill himself when Congressman Vern Buchanan was asked why he voted against his own bill. He said, quote, I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jeez, Liz. I mean, I keep thinking about, like, I, I remember the, the 2004 election when everybody was ripping on John Kerry for saying, I voted for this measure before I voted against it. And then now you have someone just blatantly doing the same thing right here. And, and because it's the, because the Republicans, they, they go unchecked. One guy said, we're not voting for it. And word got around like they're all a bunch of little gossips <laughs> and they all changed their vote and no one knew why. It's absolutely <laughs> disgraceful. I mean, I'll tell you, it's just another example of where that when people are trying to, you know, on mainstream media are analyzing why the Republicans are doing so well. And they talk about, oh, it's white working class economic anxiety or it's a pushback against wokeness. No, it's all about race. Doesn't that just make it clear? No, you can't. Oops. We were going to rename a, a federal building in Florida after a black judge. Can't do that. Oops. You know, and it's it's disgusting. It's like they were all voting for it, and someone went, Psst, "He's black. He's black. Yeah, he was black. Did you yes, know he was right. black?" And then, boom! Right. It's ridiculous. When did when did doing just doing the right thing, whether you're Republican or Democrat, when did just doing what's right take a backseat to, you know, appearance I of and uh, I also want to know why does it why does it take a two thirds vote to rename a fucking building where in the House you could <laughs> repeal repeal Obamacare by a simple majority, but you need two thirds to rename a freaking <laughs> building? What? I think it well, I the way that was explained later on in in that particular clip because this is Lawrence O'Donnell. He's somewhat of a student of of Congress, but in the, the Senate, but just the. Um, the mechanism of Congress as a whole. This measure was brought up a particular way that it had to be a two-thirds vote, but I think it can be brought up again. And this time, a, a simple majority might be able to, to do that. So hopefully, hopefully the judge well, will somebody else will have to bring it up because God knows the guy who, who sponsored it in the first place wound up voting against it for <laughs> who knows why. If he doesn't know, how are we going to know? Simple, Tom, being the key word when it comes to Republicans. Simple. The word critical is the devil. Anything that's critical, it's not even intellectual or questioning things. It means criticize. They, they don't even know what it means. Critical thinking. It's like taboo. and Correct. Thinking is the devil. <laughs> Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana may not have the charm and charisma of the former U.S. president of the same name, but he does have the pressure behind him to fight communism, no matter how insignificant. As we can see in this clip, in his contentious questioning of Professor Sali Omarova during her nomination as controller of the currency. Good morning, Professor. Good morning. 
you used to be a member of a group called the Young Communist, didn't you? Senator, uh, are you referring to my membership in the Youth Communist Organization while I was growing up in the Soviet Union? I don't know. I, was, I just I wanted to ask you that question. Well, Senator, I... There, there was a group called the Young Communists, and you were a member. Is that right? I'm not exactly sure which group you're referring to. Well, the formal name of it is the Leninist Communist Young Union of the Russian Federation, and it's also known as the Leninist Komsomol of the Russian Federation, and it's commonly referred to as the Young Communists. Were you a member? Senator, I was born and grew up in the Soviet Union. Yes, ma'am. But were you a member of that organization? Everybody in that country was a member of the Komsomol, which was the Communist Youth Organization. Because so so you, that were, was, you were a member? That was a part of normal progress in school. Um, did you, have you resigned? From the youth? From the young communists? You grow out of it with age. Did, did, you, did, you, did you send them a letter, though, resigning? Senator, this was many, many years ago, as far as I remember how the Soviet Union worked, was at certain age, you automatically stop being a well, member. Could, could you look at your records and see if you can find Oh, my God. Senator Kennedy, I don't, I don't interrupt. I almost never interrupt these, but... Well, you always Best interrupt me, Mr. No, actually, I don't. I'm, not I nearly as many pursue, times. I won't like to pursue no, I, I, she, she renounced her Soviet citizenship. Well, I understand that, but you're not the witness. She is. Would you look at your records and see if you can find a, a letter of resignation for me? Senator, um, as I explained, I was part of the Soviet population. Yes, ma'am. I got that part. I just want to see if you look at your records and see if you find a letter of resignation. I mean, this oh. is par for the course for the guy. Are you freaking like, kidding me? Like, like, <laughs> like, he'll go ahead and just say something along the lines of, uh, he'll, he'll ask a witness. I mean, this is an extreme example, of course, but he'll go ahead and ask a witness. Did you at any point in your life defecate in your pants? <laughs> well, Senator, I was one. And I was in diapers, so I had no choice. I notice you didn't answer the question, so I will ask again. I mean, you know, conservatives and Republicans, they always bemoan about how people say, you know, they're stupid and they don't understand stuff, which, I mean, if it, you can take an opinion on that criticism one way or the other, but it's because of shit like this. Well, t Tom, Tom, let's be fair. First of all, Kennedy's a friggin idiot so 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 let's get that let's 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 get that out of the way then he saw her and he thought he was getting chinese food that was his next thought and then he heard her and she has a russian accent because she was born there and it confused his little brain so there's not much to work with there. And there were a lot of confusing things for him. Okay, but not, let's not miss the point now. This is part of their trying to turn the clock back to the 1950s, literally. So thank you, Senator John 
Joseph McCarthy Kennedy. It's like <laughs> communism where you a member of a communist organization. The only thing I found troubling was that her defense was a little weak when she says you outgrow it as if communism is something like acne. You know, I, I, I outgrew it. I'm yeah, doing like a genocide slip. communist thing in Cambodia. If somebody said Devine Kerr, does that mean you're still a communist when you were 28 days old when Pol Pot took over Cambodia? I'd be like, I renounced it when I had my first zit and my first squirt, you know, like, come on. Yeah, you put some clearer cell on those political beliefs. They disappear. So would, she, would he vote for her if she wrote a letter? Dear President Putin. Remember me? I hereby renounce. From 20 years ago. Right, exactly. Exactly. You see, you're seeing, it's, you know, all joking aside, it's part of the pattern. The first clip you showed was blatant racism as, you know, politics to attract white voters. And this is blatant, like socialism, left wing baiting that now you got two pillars of their 2022 campaign. Gotcha. Ha <laughs> Gotcha. There is no example of Republican governance as evil and uncaring as that of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Ugh. Of course. When he needs help for his reelection, it is natural that someone as mentally backwards as this guy turns to the Van Zant family, the same family who founded Leonard Skinner, for help writing a campaign song. Some of which is presented in this Fox and Friends clip. Let's talk about the song, Sweet Florida. The Van Zant brothers, you see them on the screen. They wrote this song, and we all were shocked when we saw the video. We didn't know the governor was going to be in it. Let's see. Let's play a little bit of the song. For our audience. The so don't come down here trying to change things. We're doing all right in the sunshine state. Stay out of our business, leave our gov alone. Down there. So Johnny and Donnie, he was there in the studio. Did you ever think, you know what, we got a Johnny and a Donnie. Let's have a Ronnie. And did you try to get him to sing along? Uh, oh, the governor? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I think Governor Sanders did sing He along. did, I think. Oh, wait a minute. He, look, he looked good in there singing. He, he didn't have that part of the song. <laughs> governor, what right. did you sing? You didn't, you didn't Steve, it's a very catchy off. song. You know, you know when a song is good because if you if you start singing along to it and you really get it, then you know. And then I can tell you, after I was in there in the studio, I'm I'm, I'm leaving and I start. It's, it it plays in your head. Yeah. And then I played it for my wife and kids, and my five year old daughter sings it. So that's how you know you got a winner on your hand. Like I would never trust a five year old to know what a good song is because. Like, when we're five, the songs we like are shit. <laughs> Tom, the wrong people got on that plane. <laughs> I was thinking that, but I wasn't going to say it. I, I wasn't going to say it. Hell yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> we hope that DeSantis's campaign goes down like that plane. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, that that was a preview. They wrote him that song. And if he wins, they're going to write him one called Give Me Three Steps, Mister, Toward Fascism. So, <laughs> <laughs> to that one. Oh, Walter, that's that's the one of the day. That's, oh, thank that you. That was good. Thank you. Nice job. I'm inspired by y'all. <laughs> Well, I like how it says in the song, don't come down here trying to change things. A substantial portion of Florida's population is from somewhere else. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, right. I mean, you mentioned Jacksonville. I think um, DeSantis himself was born in Florida, was raised in Florida, grew up there. So to be fair, I can't fault him, obviously, for that reason, but that's really the only reason where you can give them a pass by the way that is probably the whitest clip i've ever seen you play <laughs> like, that was white that was white yeah if i was in florida like i'd feel like crap knowing that the only reason my state existed is so texas could feel good about itself <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, he DeSantis was the one whose campaign ad whenever he was elected was him reading Trump's pronouncements to his five year old like a bedtime story. <laughs> I mean, that's if that isn't horrifying for I somebody who wants to be for president. Therapy. I just hope he's saving for therapy. Millions well, the of wall story. Were... The wall story does read like a fairy tale. I mean, and then. There's going to be a big magic door where everybody will be able to come through and become <laughs> Americans. Oh, come and on. Tom. If you drink bleach, everything will be fine. <laughs> Just drink some bleach. Tom, you you promised me that Mexico was going to pay for this podcast. So you <laughs> be careful. <laughs> In conclusion, the relationship between the Republican Party and Donald Trump began like any other. A few harmless flirtations, winks, smiles, invitations to coffee and dinner. Of course, the intensity of the relationship grows as the Republican Party and Donald Trump start heavily engaging one another over social media, even going so far as to request nudes for the promise of dick pics in return. <laughs> Much like most women's reaction to dick pics, the Republican Party is not that impressed with Trump, but decides <laughs> to make a go of this partnership. During the heaviest parts of any relationship, there will be moments when the sight of seeing such a happy couple together will cause concern among the associates of those in the relationship. Trump's antics in the Access Hollywood video are the equivalent of one of the partners embarrassing everyone with a karaoke-style dirty version of the song You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin. The only problem is Trump causing mayhem in the White House is the equivalent of the dirty version of Aretha being sung at the girlfriend's grandmother's wake. <laughs> Ultimately, there may come a time when the Republican Party and Donald Trump are finally ready to call it quits. Sure, there may be a few conjugal visits during the Trump family's inevitable prison sentences, but soon it will wear thin, as there is no novelty anymore in any political party being associated with convicted felons. <laughs> like any breakup, there may be something the Republican Party wants to keep in order to remind itself of the few good times they had with Trump. They may hang on to a sliver of the fanatical nature of the Trump supporter, much like when I ended my last relationship, I kept a pair of her underwear. <laughs> Just keep this between us, as she doesn't know I have them. <laughs>
And on that note, that's our show. I'd like to thank <laughs> Jeff Heisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, Devine Kerr, and Walter Gottlieb. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Michelle Wojcikowski, and Devine Kerr, and guest Walter Gottlieb. Theme music by Euron Vandenhurek. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Thank you for listening, and please visit tommyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker race. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.